I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Don't talk about it. Episode one. Um, we're we're talking talking about about it. But first, before we talk about it, we're going to do what we always do before we get into it. Crack We're going to crack, crack a balls, baby. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Don't Talk About It podcast, where we talk about everything that we have spent our lives thinking we cannot stay out loud. Yes. Uh, my name's Megan. I'm Raina. And we're really excited to be bringing this podcast to you all. Um, It means a lot to us. It's really dear to our heart. Absolutely. And we want to share a little bit about where the idea came from. Um, This summer, we lost a really close friend. The two of us did. um, He died by suicide. Mm -hmm. And we got a firsthand look and a firsthand experience um, with something that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. And we talked about it. We did. No one else kind of wanted to. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. But we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And then one night in a, a white claw induced fit of inspiration, uh, Raina turns to me and says, we should do a podcast. We should do a fucking podcast, Megan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Um, and you know what we're going to do is we're going to talk about all those things that nobody wants to talk about because for the last few months, we've been definitely experiencing it um, more so in our lives. But throughout our lives, we've definitely had our share of being silenced mm-hmm. and feeling ashamed in secret you know, like we're not allowed to share our feelings, you know, and you just stuff them inside. Don't talk about it. Shh, everything's fine. Move on. Get over it. Those were the fucking themes in my household. So that is why this podcast is very important to me because now as a 40-year-old, <laughs> I feel c- comfortable 
it's still uncomfortable to be honest, but um, I'm feeling more comfortable of talking about things that I um, kept inside for so long. How about you, Megan? Yeah, same. I mean, it's interesting actually, because as a profession, I'm a therapist. And so Mm -hmm. my job is to help people talk about things that they think that they can't talk about or talk about the things that they're ashamed of. Mm -hmm. But in my personal life, um, less now, but gosh, especially growing up, I was just steeped in shame and steeped in secrets. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I grew up in a house where, um, like everything was a secret, like generational secrets just kept Mm -hmm. to the point that I, I was so obsessed with like trying to read between the lines or figure out like what is going on in this family Mm -hmm. that I used to sneak into my mom's room and like open the bottom drawer of her dresser where she kept her journals and read them. Like that is how badly I wanted to talk about things or, or no things, no things, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So your mom didn't share things with you either. Not really too much. I mean, a little bit, there's certain things like we had the sex talk, Maybe a little too early. I was six. Oh. So, <laughs> well, she was, was it with your partner at the time? <laughs> no. She had – my mom was – when she got pregnant, I just kept asking, like, how did oh, the baby okay. get in there? So it's weird because some things were, like, way too open. And then yeah. – but there were just many things that just – it just was, like, an unspoken rule. Like, we don't talk about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I internalized a lot of – um shame as a result. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. What was it like for you? Like, um, where do you think you got this like shame of talking about things from? Oh, I mean, it was just the fucking common theme. Like I try to speak up many, many times as a kid um, and nobody would listen to me and nobody would do anything about um, some of these horrible things that were going on in my household. So I learned to be quiet and deal with shit um, to the point where, you know, my mom actually shared with me a story of um, when all of this shit was going on. She recently told me about this story. Um, So we were, you know, I'll just kind of dibble dabble here, but um, the state was involved in our household. You know, we're we're custody of the state and a caseworker came to my house and my mom said, this is a story she told me, the caseworker came over. My mom had all – everything was pristine. So every time you go to my mom's house, it'll be super fucking clean. Everything will be perfect. Um, and she had – when the caseworker came over, she had her three-tiered fucking cookie thing with tea and shit, like, ready to serve her and just, like, everything looks so fucking perfect. And the caseworker said to her, you would never – you would never know. And then my mom was like, never know what? You would never know what goes on in here like the horrible things that go on in here. And that is exactly the type of shit that I grew up with. Like nobody would ever fucking know um, what we were all going through. I'm a, you know, I have five other siblings. And so four of those siblings lived in that household. But um, so, yeah. So throughout my life, there's been periods of just like being silent. Shh, don't talk about it. And it's helped me, you know, it definitely has helped me get to where I am. I don't know about you, but some of those things definitely um, kept me moving, but now it's it's fucking time, man. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing about the survival skills we learn when we're young. And I actually, I mean, I do think of the way that we respond to fear or shame or unsafe situations mm-hmm. as survival skills. 
they get us through. They get us to this point. Like we're both like successful people. Yes. I'm a nurse. Um, Yeah. And I already said I'm a therapist and you'll hear all more about that. Yeah. We're successful people, especially from the outside looking and like good, quote unquote, like good on paper. Right. Absolutely. But there's inside still so Mm. much mess and so So much that needs to be dealt with because the coping skills that helped us survive are no longer useful to where we want to go next. Right. Right. Um, Actually hold us back to where we are trying to, to go, you know, um, because they're not needed anymore. We don't need to protect ourselves from, you know, our parents. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's, and I think it's true. I just think that's true for so many people. Um, You know, almost everybody I know went through something that required them to develop defense mechanisms and coping skills that make you turn inward yeah. and be feel secretive and feel like I'm the only one or I think this thing or I feel this way and I'm really fucking weird. Um, and it's just not true. Like you're normal. You had to survive mm-hmm. and you're wearing armor for a battle that's over. And yeah. I kind of think about that's, this as like great. taking mm-hmm. the, our armor off. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I, um, yeah, like there was this to speak to that, um, this poem, you know, by this woman, God, what's her name? Um, where it's like, you know, she's not breaking, she's opening. And that is exactly what I feel like I've been doing, um, is doing that because it's not, I don't feel like when you are going through the healing process, or I don't feel like when you are, um, sad or, um, get broken hearted, you know, I don't feel like that is a breaking. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that's a breakdown. I, I honestly have turned that around and it's a breakthrough because you're feeling, you're feeling something, you know? Yeah. And that's a, I don't know. It's a great thing. And it's brave to talk about it. And I think too, like something that I think is important about what we're trying to create and build here is that there's the, like, inside of ourselves, like intrapersonal stuff that we're talking about, like our own journeys with just letting go of fear and shame around saying what is true. And then as women, we exist in a culture that like wants us to be small, wants us to shrink ourselves, wants us to be like just less than we are, to not speak out, to not be too difficult, to fucking smile, right? And so there's like – for us, some of the like need yeah. to talk about certain things that are difficult comes from having survived some really difficult things. And then mm-hmm. you layer in like we're just women trying to take up space and exist in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I worked in politics for 13 years. I still do to some extent. And I can't tell you how many older white men have just very clearly wanted me to be quiet and you can Mm. feel it. Like you like are in a meeting, you're talking, you're making Mm -hmm. amazing points Mm -hmm. because you're smart as fuck and deserve to be there. And then the meeting ends and I swear this is like every woman I know that like works in that space. Oh my God, was I talking too much? Oh Oh my God, did I say too much? Oh, when I said that, did I sound bitchy? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, no one wants to talk about their traumas or, or did like I have a booger in my nose the yeah. whole time? <laughs> but it's like, like, was I pretty enough? Oh, but then it's also like, was my outfit cute enough? Did I look slutty? Did mm-hmm. I undermine myself with what I wore? Yes. Oh so God. this podcast isn't just about like, we need to talk about our 
the things that have wounded us, although we do, it's also like, we just need to be allowed to fucking talk in general. Fuck. Yeah. Without having to text the other woman that was in the meeting with you to ask if you talked too yeah. much. You know what I mean? Yes. I and a woman know. that you probably trusted because, yes, you know. It's always me and my business partner. But I don't yeah. know. In the medical field, mm-hmm. like, you're a nurse. You work with doctors. Doctors, mm-hmm. I love you. You keep us alive. And, like, you are known to have egos. Oh, so yes. So what's it, like, in your role as a nurse, like, do you ever feel or have you ever felt silenced professionally? Mm. You know, great question, Megan. And I wanted to like, just revert back because Lauren Bowman, Lauren Bowman was a, the poet and I can read her poem later. But anyway, um, I, I, yes, there has definitely been doctors that I've come across where they're fucking assholes. Mm, one of the ex doctors I worked for. Um, but I honestly think like, I just have a different take on it because um, I I don't have that same experience with men like that, you know, like, um, I'm on the other way. Like you're not fucking better than me. Like that's who the amazing. fuck do you think you are? So you're good. a doctor. Yes. That's awesome. But I'm a fucking singer. Can you fucking sing? No. Can you get up on that stage and sing? No. So there we're all, we're all as one. You know what I mean? Like we all have shit. That's so, so don't great. fucking like come at me. Like you're better than me. And I love that. It's yeah. taken me years. I mean, I literally, I will not say obviously who this person was or the position that they held, but I will say we were in, we were peers, both appointed by the governor of our state to our positions. And he was very condescending to me, treated me like his employee, mm. not his peer. Oh. And I pushed back. Gross. Like, I will always push back. It's mm-hmm. just that I die of anxiety and second guessing myself afterward. Yeah. yeah. But this person said to me, Listen, if I'm ever paternalistic, it's just because you remind me of my daughter. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash realm and I I was in that moment I said um actually I already have a father and he's great and I'm your peer Mm -hmm. um because he was just always mad at like anytime I would speak up he 
tried to run over it, silence it, disagree with it. And, mm-hmm. and so like, that's kind of like the sign, like the, the silencing that occurs, I think in some workspaces and I'm a white middle-class woman. Like I have it yeah. easy. Whatever well, happens to me happens like a million times more to people that don't share this privileged identity. And thank you for bringing that up because um, that reminded me that when we were talking about this earlier is when you're t- saying about all the things about th- what women have to deal with in society and also as a woman of color, that's a, adds a whole nother layer um, of it. And then also not only as a woman of color, talk about not fucking talking about shit. My mom would not let us talk about our color. <laughs> she thought, why does it matter? Why does it matter that you're brown? Why do you have to describe somebody as black or Mexican or Filipino? I'm fucking half Filipino. My mom's white. My dad's Filipino. Um, so we are the first mixed children on both sides of my family. And my dad is very Americanized. He's first generation, but very like rock and roll. Like he's been in a band like since high school. Like he's just loves the American lifestyle, and the culture. So talk about like neither of them talking about like our heritage and, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't even till in the last few years that my mom admitted that we were brown. So we are going to have a whole ass episode <laughs> on that just so folks know. But, you know, I just, I but think it's another it's thing a that good leads, example. Yeah. That leads yeah. into sh- don't talk about what you look like, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, yeah. that's why this podcast is so, so important to the both of us. And to me, I will speak for me right now because it's just, it's, there's so much, I've been doing so much work in therapy. Everything is just coming out and I've been unpacking so much shit. And I think I'm learning so much that I just want to share with others. And I want them to have the opportunity to have that same space, you know, to like let it out and talk about these things and like in a safe space, you know, because we are helpers. We're therapists, nurse. I mean, we'll, we do. And we just want to help and we're here. I have a question for you and it's like not on the outline and we didn't talk about it in advance. We have this whole outline right here uh, we're looking at. So you can feel free to edit it out. But as I was listening to you talk, I just found myself wondering like, what, how you, what feels different to you now that you are unapologetically talking about things that you have always been silent or silenced around in the past, mm. you know, cause you are like really opening up, like really talking about stuff now. Like what's changed? Yeah. What's changed for me is I just feel so much lighter. It's, um, I don't know. And just realizing that people like, <laughs> People are there and people do want to listen and people do fucking care. Like I've kept my mouth shut for so long thinking nobody cares about what I have to say. Even when I was a singer, I Mm -hmm. I didn't even invite people to my shows because I didn't think they'd want to come listen to me sing. Like this is how fucking traumatized I was for being silenced my whole life. And I'm a singer. Um, So it's just once I started talking about it, like I literally first started talking about it with my therapist And she listened to me and that's all she did was listen to me and validate me. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Like people like you care, like I have something, you know, you know, and then, um, and then as I keep sharing with others, you, my sister, my friends, like 
we all have these things that we just keep inside and you think you're alone with these thoughts and these feelings and emotions and these stories and everything, but you are, oh, you're not. And that is what's so freeing ever since I just started opening up because I'm like, we can connect on so many fucking levels. It's like beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I think that's right. I mean, I've found because I spent so much time protecting myself from any form of vulnerability. So I was a fun person, like good at staying on the surface. And I've always been somebody that has a small handful of like really intense friendships, but even then mm-hmm. wasn't always talking about like how I was really feeling. And since mm-hmm. I've started doing that, I just find my relationships are so much more meaningful. Yes. Um, and especially like navigating like – a recent trauma with a group of people who like we're just so lucky to have in our life. Like I've just felt the, like an internal softening and like mm. release of the need to control everything that comes out of my mouth and every thought and every outcome. Mm-hmm. And like with the increased vulnerability, like paradoxically seeming to me has come incre- increased feelings of safety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, I just wanted to ask you that question and also yeah. like share my take because I want the, the people listening the people. to just really think about that. Like yeah. increased vulnerability comes with increased safety mm-hmm. from the people who are truly there for you. Like they will catch you and we will catch you too. Yeah. You know, we will catch you. We're here. We're fucking here. Dare to be great, right? Like Brene Brown. That's right. Yeah. Dare. I think dare to lead. Dare to, dare be great. to greatness. Something. You know, Brene, you know, Brene says a lot of things. She does, but her, her whole fucking thing is about vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yep. And like, I was always like, no, 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 no. I'm that fucking chick. But no, I am so vulnerable. I'm just like that little girl inside that wants love. And that's how we all are. We are all these big children walking around (laughs) it's so true and when you start to uh, I mean I will say that is one thing that's cool about being a therapist I'm always just kind of like "Hmm, what's your attachment style what are your attachment wounds am I getting an adult version of you or the young child this is the young child you're a child I can't be mad at you um but Mm, anyway just like these little good little Good old BB. She's Little always got good quotes. Well, should we let let the people know what to yeah. expect from us? Absolutely. Um, okay. So our next episode, we're going to do a deep dive into destigmatizing de- mental health challenges, oh, yeah. diagnoses, uh, behaviors that come along with those things. We're really excited about it. And in the coming weeks, we are coming for period shame. Mm. Fuck you. On my period right fucking now, actually. <laughs> and Hoping I'm not bleeding out. <laughs> That's always a fear of mine. Well, I'm sure everybody else has it. <laughs> okay. Raina, Raina you, nothing. You're good. Nothing's coming out. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and we'll also be coming for body shame, body dysmorphia, shame, uh, Botox shame, all, all oh forms my God, of shame. Like so we're much. on our way to get you. And the yeah, other thing, fuck shame. Yep. It's fuck you. It doesn't need to exist. No, it doesn't. Um. And the other thing we wanted to say is that we would love to create a space for listeners Mm -hmm. to get things off their chests. And so um, at the end of the episode, we'll share our email address and we would love you to send us via email or DM us or whatever you want to do your thing that you 
think you can't talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will never put you on blast. We will never Mm -mm. tell your secrets out loud. We just want to know, like, what are the things that y'all want to hear somebody talk about because you feel like you can't so that we can, we can share those stories anonymously so we can take on and talk about those topics. And Uh, we're excited about that. We're so excited about it. Just like to get it out of you, you know, like just write us an email or DM us like, that is what, and then of course, like like Megan said, we will definitely protect your your um, identity. You're anonymous with us. Like it's you don't have to worry about that. Um, I just want you to get it out of your being. You know, I don't want that weighing you down anymore. And once you get it out, I, I swear, and once you hear us talking about it and like normalizing it, because I guarantee you, it's fucking normal. Um, yep. You're going to feel so much better. So, And I'll just say, like, of course, this podcast and our email are not HIPAA compliant, but I'm a therapist. She's a nurse. We take it real serious. And I will also just guarantee you, there is not a damn thing I have not heard in my office. There's nothing she hasn't seen or heard. Uh, there's nothing that you could share that would shock either one of us. So no. truly, your secrets are safe with us, but we will talk about the topics around the, your secrets. Absolutely. On the air. <laughs> yes. But with love and gentleness and, and all of that. Um, yeah. Yes. So, um, so Megan, you want to share with them our yes. info? So, um, thank you so much for tuning into this introductory episode. We can't mm-hmm. wait on mental health. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That helps us uh, get some ratings to move up in the ratings, get some ratings to move up in the ratings, and we'll help other people find us. Yes. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at sh underscore don't talk. Sh is S H H H underscore don't talk and you can also email us you want to tell yes. people our email so you can email us at info at don't talk.com and the sh is with those three h's y'all um yes and then we're gonna have a youtube channel coming up um i don't have it on there yet <laughs> this is our intro episode so um but we'll this get around to it we'll get around to it this episode will actually be on it so when you see this episode on youtube please like it and subscribe to it and promote it, please, because we just think if, if everybody shares this, I mean, just imagine you can be a part of like something fucking amazing. Yep. So. All right. Excited. All right. Well, Megan. Marina. Um, a little pearl of wisdom, shall we say? Do you have one? I mean, I am. Yeah. So I would like my little pearl of wisdom is. You are not your thoughts. You are the observer of those thoughts. So just think for a second what that would mean if you just took a step back and just listened to your thought. That is you. You are not the thought. You are the one listening to that thought. So that is my little pearl of wisdom for tonight. Love it. I think that's the perfect place to end. Mr. Eckhart Tolle, (laughs) y'all. All right. All right, y'all. Good night, everybody. Again, rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you later. Yay. Bye. Bye. Don't talk about it.